we have a choice every time a dollar passes through our hands. We can either spend it or we can put it to work. Welcome to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303 and We are a team of four non-financial advisors who are exploring a revolutionary new financial approach that goes beyond money to prioritize your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Through weekly meetings and engaging podcasts, we strive to help you improve all aspects of your well-being as well as ours. Come join us on this journey of growth and self-improvement because at 303 and we believe true wealth extends beyond dollars and cents. Happy learning. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303. Today, we're going over part one of Retire Before Mom and Dad, which is your superpower. It's chapter four, five, six, and seven. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? It's a great day to be alive. Every day is. True that. So our superpower, which we all should get now because we're part of the Freedom Fighters. Is that it or the? Yep, Freedom Fighter. Nice. <laughs> freedom Fighter. It's kind of cheesy. Oh, freedom Fighter. Yeah. I was gonna say I haven't no decided answer. if that's like super nerdy or not. I'm okay with it, but it is kind of cheesy. What do you guys think we should call ourselves? Leave comments. Anything's better, probably. <laughs> The debt destructors, but apparently it's a real thing—the money multiplier. Well, it's not even apparently. We've put it to work. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah, it's wild. So today we begin with chapter four, the money multiplier, and I just want to start off by reading this quote: "The world is full of magic things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper." W. B. Yeats. It's like the glass thing from the last book that you just see. There's things out there you don't see because of the filters we got, I feel like. So once you get past that filter, you can see all the magical things out there. That is true. That's kind of like when Juan hated rich people. Well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't rich people, but. Oh, wow. Sorry, I called you out, man. <laughs> he said it multiple times before. He's had but a now, resentment towards the But now wealthy. his views have changed. The foggy glass has been removed. I can see clearly now. The rain has gone. <laughs> is that true, one? I don't know. What is true is that we fail to see money for its potential when we look at it. And we just look at a dollar for a dollar or five dollars as if they were just five dollars. But if we thought about the money multiplier, then we would see that. You waste the money, not only the, the dollar, but the future the dollars. The money that it could have made, made. yeah. No, that's something that I was really getting from this this time. Is that I was like, it's not, yeah, it's what you keep, as we keep saying, but not even what you keep. It's what you got working. One of the parts I like in the book, it says, we have a choice every time a dollar passes through our hands. We can either spend it or we can put it to work. Yeah. It's, it's really that yeah. simple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's this chapter or the next one, but where he's talking about how if you, or it's the 720 rule. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like I'm butchering yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's 752. It's that's chapter six, se- six or seven. Six. Oh, no, but, seven. but it um, helps explain this that how much you waste for a cup of coffee over 30 years is just amazing. Yeah. I mean, that $4, you tell yourself it's $4 a day. Who cares? But really, you're. You're spending hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, potentially. Well, I feel like this uh, it it kind of ties in with this and the book we just read because that's why you have to live off of a percentage and 
save another percentage. Like, don't go. Yeah, he kept bringing up the five percent. I thought that was funny. Instead of ten. I like the ten percent better. I think the five percent makes it easier for people to get started. From what he's saying, maybe. I think more people buy the book that way because it seems yeah. easier. Hmm. All marketing. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he did. Do, he kept doing that throughout the chapter by telling us to go to his website, which is okay. It's fine. <laughs> you can watch this at. Yeah. Retire before mom and dad. Something that he said on chapter four that was super cool is that money or dollar bills, I don't know what he said. I think he's, he's meant, he meant money, are your best employees because they, they'll never complain. They'll never quit. They'll just work 24-7. And then whatever money they produce will also work for you. It's our slaves from before. They've now upgraded to employees. Yeah. Over the last 5,000 years. Yeah. Yeah, he gives... He gives the example of um, when you tell someone, like a normal person, do you think you could ever be a millionaire? They'll probably tell you, what? No, no, no freaking way. But then if you think about it, and let's say you only save, I think it's $250 a month or 200 and something bucks a month over your working years. So let's say whatever long you work, most people work for 45 years. So if you only save $250 a month for 45 years, you would end up with $112,000. And that's, that's there's no way that you can be a millionaire like that. But this guy says, well, if you invest it, then that would have turned into $1.7 million over 45 years. So that's that's the power of the... Like, that's the extent of the money multiplier, the superpower that he's claiming we have. See, I kind of think that's why he keeps using the 5%. It's, like, just to get people going. Because it's, like, look how much you'll have over the 45 years just by saving this little amount of money. Oh, yeah. I wasn't trying to argue that 5% isn't a good start, but I feel like it's not enough. Only because it goes along with the 10, 70, Mm -hmm. 20 rule. Is that and he kind of brings that up how you have to have house expenses. I mean, you got you got to have food and you got to have electricity, but besides that, the rest of it is really mm-hmm. a, something mm-hmm. you want. You but that need. also leaves room, that rule that you're talking about also leaves room for enjoyment because you can't cut out everything, you'll drive yourself crazy. And that's the biggest point. What's the point of living if you're sitting here making it a hard time for yourself? It's supposed What's to make the it point easier. of living if you're not living? <laughs> just budget your living yeah i guess one of the best takeaways i can get from that chapter from chapter four is that you don't have to technically potentially all you have to do is change the way you spend money and technically anyone in the u.s can become a millionaire 250 dollars a month literally over your working years which you would have worked anyways it's actually 208. So 208 bucks a month over your working years, which you will work anyways, because if which you just have to work, work is part of living, then you become a millionaire. 1.7 million over 45 years at 9.3 interest, which is the average. I like the examples because they show you that if you don't do it, how much you've lost. Oh, the next and chapters? Yeah. It's oh, just no. like, 
that's the part that hurts the most is because you're you always say oh i got five more years well look what five years does yeah look what even five more minutes you know it's like you need to start you should have been started five years ago mm-hmm. i mean imagine all of us if we could start at 18 again like <laughs> we'd be done by now <laughs> yeah so at the end of the day the money multiplier basically is the amount that you get so that would be the the interest then the time and for how long you're doing it and then the the money how much I, it sounds so simple but it, it really is that simple it's three factors yeah you know it's it's like making a cake these are the ingredients dude it's like the tri- tri- triforce from legend of zelda <laughs> it's the only way you can defeat yeah defeat your death you need all three superpowers combined amount time and money yeah the amount basically would dictate would be dictated by your education like how good are you at reading companies then you're then you'll invest that in good companies and you'll get a bigger return time is basically your patience how patience how long how far ahead can you see and money is your self-control how how much discipline do you have that will allow you to invest as much as you can super cool i like it maybe i am a freedom fighter <laughs> convince me i guess i don't like how he kept saying that you don't get a raise i i get how he's just saying it to make it simple but there's no way you can work for the next 45 years and only make that fifty thousand. right yeah he also assumed that you would never get a raise it just seems unrealistic but you still can be a millionaire even if you never did get that raise so if you think about it, you could put every dollar you got from that raise into investing at that point. Oh, bro, do yeah, it. Yeah, if you acted as if you just kept the same spending habits the whole time. No, but what would happen after, what, 15 years or 30 years, maybe even less, let's say 15, 20 years, the $250 are actually going to feel like $100 because money will have devalued. Ooh, Oh, but that's something to take into account. Oh, nobody does take into account. Into... Well, that's why I feel like he was doing 7% instead yeah. of 9 because 9 doesn't include inflation. Mm-hmm. That was my assumption anyways. Yeah, I think he does talk about that, about how when you retired, the money's not going to be worth as much as it was when you started. That's why the compounding interest and the returns help for the percentage. So time would be our next big factor, which time is pretty simple. I mean, start now. You're wasting time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what else to say about it. If if you're not started today, you're wasting money. The, dude, the quote, lost time is never found again. You have to say who it's by, though. Benjamin Franklin. Bro. It must have been nice to have been led by really smart people. You know, when the U.S. first started, presidents were smart. Oh, I'm going political. Take the back. Huh? I wonder if all that's true, though. <laughs> yeah, these guys were geniuses, like in their own own right. right. Oh, no, yeah. for sure. Like Einstein. Maybe, Maybe there not. should be an IQ test. You're right. <laughs> yeah, like their IQ was off the roof for sure. Oh, and he talks about the magical penny on this chapter. Oh, yeah, that it would be worth four or five million if you invested it 300 years ago. Or 225. 200, 225 years ago, yeah. 
but it got sold for a million. That was crazy. I, I wouldn't, I never even thought of doing that kind of math, like with a penny. He says, if you delay five years, you lose almost $700,000. If you delay 10 years, you'll lose just over a million. Uh, and if you delay 20 years, you'll lose almost one and a half million dollars. Yeah, so it's crazy. You really can't afford to wait. Yeah, don't delay to invest today. Imagine just saying that instead of saying, oh, I can wait. Just say, I can give up a million dollars. Well, delaying even what? a year can cost you a lot of money. Thousands. So, yeah, like, oh. I think back to, oh, I wish I would have started investing 20 years ago. I mean, sorry, not 20, 10 years ago. I wonder the same way that we say, oh, I wish I would have started investing 10 years ago. 45 years from now, we're going to say, oh, I wish I would have stopped drinking coffee 45 years ago. It's the same deal. I think we, I think we will. Well, it's as we said in the last book, it's habits. Once they're formed, they're hard to break. So it's, you know, the coffee's the same as much as the debt you collect. You just, you think it's normal and part of living. Yeah, the the first chapter was talking, the chapter four was saying the difference between your needs and wants. Like, okay, maybe you do need coffee in the morning, but do you really need a $7 dessert coffee from Starbucks? Or could you pour one yourself? Uh, no. Are you taking stabs at me right now? What? No, just yes, you are. Just I know that everybody spends money on coffee. It's even Dunkin' Donuts. I know everyone at work comes in that and has two or three of them. It's like, like a oh, status I'm gonna need this thing. all day. I'm like, you need three coffees, and then they end up dumping half of it. Like, oh, it got cold. It got warm. It's like. But you just spent eight dollars on that thing. I will <laughs> add more ice to mine if it all melts. I'm like, I am not dumping this out. <laughs> How much me. money have I saved over my lifetime because I don't like coffee? You don't even know <laughs> so much. That's pretty much it for five. Oh no, dude. He was talking about that example of the two people that start investing, the difference of time. He he mentions a person who let's say two people start working at the same time. And then one of them starts investing immediately and they invest the 208 bucks a month from last time, but they only do it for 10 years. And the end, the other person goes, eh, I don't want to start saving now. I'm just going to wait. And then they wait 10 years and then they start saving. Now what happens is that the first person stops saving after the 10 years and just goes and do her own thing. And the second person has to keep, just keep saving for the next 35 years, I think. Yeah. Until they both retire it turns out that the first person ends up with more money even though she invested for less no that's amazing because she started before yep because she started before just the amount of money it's making from its own interest is making more than he can even keep up with freaking wild yeah start today don't delay (laughs) start today don't delay because the losses add up dude the last thing he says though there's hope if you if you start late, he does say that. Oh, I like how he's like, and if you're in your forties or fifties, mom and dad, thank you for joining us. <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna be in my forties. Oh jeez. Mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, one of the bartenders at work just hit me with a ton of bricks. I Jesus. Took off your rose colored glasses. Yeah, man. I thought, oh, you're right. I'm old. No, I'm not old, but I'm not the youngest, the younger generation anymore. Chapter six, think small. Be faithful in small things because it is in them that your strength lies. Mother Teresa. 
I like this story because he talks about his own mom. How she's the teacher that you like mess up at school, and she drives right home to your parents. Doesn't even tell you or nothing. Just you be sitting at home, and all of a sudden she's knocking on the door. Why are you not doing your homework? Like, can you imagine being that son? You're like, oh god. I've met teachers like that. I had one my senior year. I was like, that's it. I'm quitting. She's like, okay. And then started throwing these uh, GED books at me. She's like, all right, let's start reading these ones since we're not going to graduate high school. <laughs> like, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Like she one way or the other. Right away. One way or the other, you're getting a high school diploma. She instantly <laughs> calls you out. <laughs> Is he talking about the brings up the $5 bill every time she finds when she says it? Is he bringing that up saying that? It doesn't matter how little you save, like put something aside. I got that. He was just saying there is no like you have to put in 20% rule. Like to her, it's every $5 bill, but at least she's investing something. I mean, she started. He, well, because he puts it into context. He gives the the rule of uh, 752 well, he gives two rules. He gives the rule of 752. And what that rule tells you, it'll say how much money you would have, <clears throat> how much money those $5 would mean over uh, 10 years if you invested them at a 7% return. So let's say you have those $5, or in this case, $4. Uh, he does the math with $4. So you get those $4 and you find four dollars how many times a week do you come across a five dollar bill would you say more than three at least three times a week you come across a five dollar bill easily so if you take those five dollar bills those three times per week and you invest them you would end up with the result of multiplying uh 12 or 15 times 752 which is actually it would mean 10,284 so after 10 years, just taking out those $5 three times a week, you, you mean, would end up... You know, a... you're doing the wrong the wrong rule. You're saying 752. That's rule 857. You multiply that $4 three times a week, which is 12, Alina, and then you multiply that by 857. That's exactly... No, the, the 857, if it's, it's a 9% return. I'm talking at a 7% return. No, my bad. It's okay. It does get very confusing if you don't have the book. I'd recommend you get the book because even if you are listening listening to it on Audible, it gets very confusing. So, so I, I read I read the wrong total. Yeah, so I it's was. less than ten thousand. He doesn't know. do that math. No, that's why I was saying you're reading. Uh, okay, so he I doesn't do the math for seven percent. He does it for nine percent. So yeah, what I was saying is it's the eight fifty seven is what Juan was reading. It's Take that four dollars three times a week, twelve, and then multiply that by eight fifty seven, which is ten thousand two hundred and eighty four dollars. So that's actually more real because nine percent is the average for the market. Nine point three. Nine point three. That's wild. If you do it by the seven fifty two, it's nine thousand twenty four dollars. That was for ten years, right? The seven fifty two. Ten years, yeah. Wow, and that's a five dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah he says think small that's actually hilarious think small <laughs> but it it really is the most important think about all the small what was it the cave example we did in the last book where the light goes through the cave but if you can patch up all those lights then 
you know, if you compare it to all those small holes, the money's going to stay in there even better. Yeah, just really quick, I having the book or looking the book up online helps because in some of these chapters, he is spitting out just a lot of numbers. So it's kind of hard to follow mm-hmm. along sometimes when all you're hearing is a bunch of numbers being spit out. Yeah, that's a good point. All I end up hearing is dollars, dollars, dollars. He does mention another one, for example, eating out two times a week. It's cool that he men- that he says it costs fifteen dollars each time you eat out. <laughs> I what? thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, where yeah. McDonald's? Eating out two times a week—that's at least sixty dollars a person. A so, person, yeah, that's what I thought. You yeah. were saying for your both of well, you. Well, it depends. Yeah. We can eat out both of us for thirty dollars. We just did it yesterday. But not that's because you were thinking about it. But and that was just one time as a cheap way. <laughs> yeah. So this guy says that you eat out at least twice a week. So his math, let's see, his math comes out to be if you eat out a week, two times a week, or let's say just one time a week and you spend thirty dollars you would have missed on $25,000, almost 26000 after 10 years. I mean, Makes that's you a car. Wonder. That's literally a car. A good car, too. Yeah. A good car. Brand new like and off nice the car. lot. <laughs> yeah. Over 45 years eating out. So $30 once a week over 45 years is $1.4 million. That's ridiculous. Like, I need to learn how to cook. And you tell yourself, well, I have to eat. Well, you don't have to eat for that price. Yes. You need the food. You need the sustenance. You don't need the steak. Taco Bell, the, yeah, or whatever, the steak. Burger King. Burrito. Chipotle. Chipotle, I know. <laughs> we talk it, but it's hard to live it. You're making me hungry. I like this part. He says in the book, we've been conditioned to believe that there's no point in investing small amounts of money, but we now know that this is a lie. Small amounts of money invested over time can change your life. So even if you stopped eating out once a week and invested that money, it would change your life. Yeah. And I guess I didn't think about that. At first, you don't have to be like, we're not eating out ever again, because then you're going to be angry about it. So just try to cut it down to half as much and then cut it down half again and then cut it down to zero. Yeah. Yeah, the guy well I, and I can attest to this, huh? He that he says that changes won't make you less happy. And that's that's, that's true, true when I think about it. When when I think of all the things that some changes mean that you're giving up on things and then some changes mean that you're picking up things. So for either one of those, even when I was getting rid of things, I would miss them just for a while. And then I would just not even think about them anymore. And the things that I picked up. Do you feel like you uh, miss the things or you miss like the idea, you know, kind of like a, I don't know, like a relationship with them where you're like, oh, I need the TV streaming services. I really love that show. It's my favorite show. And then, you know, after two weeks, you're like, why do I even waste my time with that show? You know? Yeah. Like I don't even talk about them. I've watched so many shows that are just. (laughs) they're not even conversations yeah exactly that's what i feel like it happens with all our habits lately it's been like oh this is really important and then we get rid of it and we're like oh i kind of miss it and then what why did we ever like that three key takeaways number one was small changes in the amount you save and invest have big consequences over time seemingly insignificant changes 
and how you spend your money on a weekly basis can go a long way to help you achieve financial freedom. So talking about, you know, cutting out a coffee or cutting out, you know, eating out once a week or just little things like that. It can really add up. So first he's telling us that we got to start investing small and then second, stop spending small, Mm -hmm. like small little things, which is a good way to get everyone to start. I feel like everyone's afraid, but this way you're just taking baby steps. You don't need a lot of money to start investing. As you'll learn, even $25 a month will get you started. We were doing $5 a week or 10 when we started. 10. So I guess that's $40. You can start with five bucks a week though. You could start with five bucks a month. For five bucks a month, as we just learned, will change everything. I hmm. recommend starting with that five and then letting it come out of a few paychecks. Once you realize you don't notice it, then bump it up to ten and so on and so on. Yeah. Or start with more than five if you can. No, you though. can't say that enough. Because once you start, you'll see it's working and you'll want to. There's no like, it might, no, it will inspire you. Once you see that first $5 being made off your 25, you're like, What? So imagine if that was two hundred, that'd be fifty dollars. Imagine if that was two thousand, that'd be five hundred dollars. Like, yeah. it gets you excited. Hmm. Any other final notes? Now for chapter six. Chapter seven: Investment returns. Long-term compound is an investor's best friend. So why get in its way? Oh yeah, that is cool. And the thing is, as you know, this works because people have been doing it for years and years and years. And I mean, that's what wealthy people do: is they invest their money. So you know it works. It's not sitting here being like, oh, is it a scam? Does this work? Is this real? Yeah, it's crazy how how you can convince yourself that reality is different than what it is. Like, I, I can convince myself that the food I'm eating is good when everything tells me that it's not. I can convince myself that everything is fine with my sleeping schedule, even though I don't wake up at the same time. But... I, but the the most important one, or the one that that we're talking, the one that she, the one blah, 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 that the book is talking about is, we convince ourselves that somehow this whole world of investing and financial freedom is for, it's not for us. It's for, it's for the people who already have it. How, how does that make any sense? Yeah, and if you talk about getting it without working a normal nine to five. A lot of people think that you're crazy and they're like, that's not how are you going to do that? I literally had this talk with a coworker yesterday, or I guess it was the day before, but he he literally was like yelling at me. He's like, how, what do you mean you expect to just live off investments? How is that even possible? What are you going to do? Invest in the stock market? I was like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Like he even knows the answer to the problem, but he just was like, that's what, no, you can't just invest in the stock market. Like, but you can, <laughs> but you can. <laughs> yeah, we convince ourselves that it's some magic. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's weird. It's just weird that they, that people even know the, the answer and they're still like, you can't just do of that. the unknown like, but... of the stock market. <laughs> I think it, well, with my dad, when we were talking about it yesterday, he was saying that it's mis- lack of education. Absolutely. That's yeah. that's where all fear comes from. People are afraid of bears because they don't understand the way they work. But if you knew, if you were up with wind from a bear, then he can't smell you. You have nothing to fear. Then you lose all fear. It's just lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. And that's why you need to learn with us. 303. And you. So what's chapter seven about? What's the most important thing? 
He goes over the 72 rule. Got a question. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Uh, the rule of 72 enables us to estimate how long it will take to double our money given a certain interest rate. It's 72 divided by the year's current interest rate to determine or predict how long it will take you to double your capital. Gotcha. Well, this was, <laughs> this was some numbers, yo. Well, if you, let's say you're getting 10%, I know that it takes about eight years or something to double, to get a first double. Or it's basically, it's not eight years, it's eight, eight returns. So let's say I invest, I invest $1,000. However long it takes me to get eight times the return. So let's say if it's monthly, it's going to be eight months. If it's yearly, it's going to be eight years. If it's daily, it's going to be eight days. Usually it's yearly. And he points out that most people don't think there's a big difference between seven and 9%. Yeah. But there's actually a huge difference, even in yeah, just 1%. The, it does mention that losing just three or yeah, three percent over the long run can have major effects. Yeah, point point three percent shrinks your wealth down like over two hundred thousand dollars. I think if I'm looking at it right, not even a whole percentage. And then one percent, literally, how much do you lose? Five hundred thousand dollars. One percent difference. Holy. <laughs> wow that so, made me sick yeah because it's over a lifetime yeah that's crazy that's crazy then we wonder so if we do the math oh well if this is right which history has proven that it is then this means let's say we start investing now our grandkids could be millionaires no but you're right our grandkids well i mean i've been thinking about that from this book is it sounds like if we make enough money and you keep it, then you don't have to like sell all your stuff off when you die. You hand it over. You're like, here's my investments. They'll keep you alive if you. You don't have to do anything. They'll keep you alive. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if you just kept handing down your investments generation yeah. after generation forever and ever? People do that. There's people who freaking do that. We're gonna I be love it. Secretly not presenting my. Yes. My ancestors right now. <laughs> no, that part's hard for me too. Is part of me wonders like why? Where did my great grandfather, you know, not invest? It was harder back then. Look, I just thought of this. Maybe maybe we should think let's not give our grandkids any reason to think that of us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there will be no why. Yeah. They'll be like, Oh, thanks, Grandpa, for all this money. I've never even met you and yeah. I'm spending all your money. That is gonna be so cool. Hopefully they'll be smart. That's all we can get out of chapter seven is the 72 rule. It's very useful to think of doubles. When you think of doubles, it makes it makes it easier to give you to give you goals. Let's take a thousand bucks. How many doubles does it need to get to a million? So you go from a thousand to two thousand. So ten doubles. So a thousand dollars would become a million dollars after ten after doubles. ten years, right? Correct. No, 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 no. That would be either 80 years, I think. Oh. He's saying uh, your money has to 8%. completely double. Yeah. Okay. But that's where... Yeah, yeah. The whole point is that that's where that where you get your first million dollars, and then it's eight years from there, or eight, eight times of that million dollars investing, or doubling. You now will have another million. So it, it might have taken you, you know, 40 years to get that first mill, but now it's not going to take you another 40. 
Yeah, exactly. Only eight or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then you get another million. Because yeah. So because you're saying that uh, the return on a million dollars at like nine percent would be ninety thousand. Is that right? Yearly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So then you'd have to wait for that ninety thousand instead of that one thousand. Okay. So (laughs) if you got a million dollars into your into your account and then you wanted to live and budget really well, I could live off of ninety thousand dollars a year. So you can just live off of your profits. Yeah. I think the math is it's four percent. So if you do if you need two thousand dollars a month. Then at nine percent, you need seven hundred thousand dollars invested. You don't even need a million, and, that's and awesome. that would give you the two thousand. You know, because that yeah, yeah, I gotta save a million. That sounds like an unreachable goal, but two hundred or two hundred more than five hundred thousand. That sounds reasonable and like, dep- in a lifetime. And it really depends on what you're gonna need for money for bills and what you're actually gonna need yep. to survive. Which you just sent me that thing the other day. These people live on a houseboat. In a, so they don't have to pay in a land lake, taxes. and they don't pay land taxes. They don't pay. They pay like twenty four hundred dollars a year is all they pay for housing. Like the, their entire expense, like that's what I pay a month. So, wow. different ways of living. As I'm just saying, if you did it right, you you could easily live like cheaply, but but not like with not lacking anything. There's a, a, a lots of alternative yeah. ways. Never thought of them. The houseboat comes without land. We tax. sent you the TikTok. I, it's two hundred twenty-four dollars a night. I want to go there. We're gonna go no, next they have vacation. A sister houseboat that they rent out. Okay, well, two hundred twenty-four dollars a night. We're oh, going. see, see, that's what Airbnb. I, that's what I read. Two hundred. That's, that's all one read. Than... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like pass, hard pass. Uh-uh. All right, guys, we'll be back next week with retired before mom and dad. We're gonna do part two. I'm not sure what chapters they are. It's Financial Freedom, chapters 8 through 12, at least in the book. So you better read them. (laughs) If not, you won't be caught up. (laughs) Okay, bye. See you all then. See you later, alligator. (laughs) Bye. See you later. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and found it both informative and entertaining. Please stay connected with us and continue the conversation on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also catch us on most podcast platforms and catch up on previous episodes. If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like us to explore in the future, we'd love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at 303 u at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends and family if you've enjoyed what you've heard. We will be back next week with more engaging topics and insightful conversations. Until then, take care, stay curious, and happy learning.